Hey everybody, it's episode 449 of PodQuest. Hello! It's Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. I am Chris. With me is Walnut. Yeah, I'm here. I wanted to do something a little different than hey, like we normally do. I don't know what you did. I'm going to be honest with you. I said hello instead. I, I was focusing on not getting the date wrong. Good, good. I probably wouldn't have been doing... I honestly wouldn't have been listening just because I wouldn't have been listening. Yeah. No, I, you know, I, I very rarely have to know the date, so I stare at it on the, the document and mm-hmm. hope that I remember to update it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Drew's not here this week. He may have a mild concussion, so go... He definitely has a mild concussion. Go, go send him nice things on Twitter or something. Yes. This is like his, like, he's, this is like his umpteenth concussion in his life, so... He needs to stop getting. Yeah, he stop letting things hit his head. I was gonna say he just needs to stop getting hit in the head. Yeah, I mean that's. I it, it really does sound like a hand problem. Like <laughs> he's just gotta let. He's he, where's a helmet? We gotta give him a helmet. He's just gotta be wearing a helmet from ever for for now on. I mean he he should actually probably just yeah maybe for his birthday. We'll we'll we'll, okay. we'll, we'll split it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get his, him a helmet. His his birthday was like two weeks ago. I know this way we have a full year to save up for it. It's a helmet. We don't need to save up for a helmet. We have to get him a, a good one. I, I mean, sure. Also, I guess like, ha- for, like, how much are our adult size helmets? I feel like they're not cheap. I don't think they're going to be expensive. Let's see what Amazon has to say about that. L rig. Are you really looking up like like a football helmet? Helmet. They're like twenty to thirty dollars. So an Eagles replica helmet is one hundred and thirty nine dollars. Yeah, but we want something that he can just put on his head and wear and still go about his regular business. So an Eagle from the Eagles shop, which is a full size authentic football helmet. So I'm assuming that would be like a legitimate wearable helmet and not a replica. This is something that you could wear while playing football. Is about three is two sixteen ninety nine. So, but that's just like that's like going top of the line NFL regulation. Which, you know, they have all the, the, the concussion regulations, so I think that's what we need for him. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. But I feel like a good, like, skateboard helmet probably has a lot of that, too. Yeah, I, that could. That could work. And, like, it wouldn't, you know, cover, like, like his face. He'd still be able to eat regularly. I mean, he could still... You could take the face mask off of the helmet. Oh, I didn't know they came off. Helmet. Yeah, you could take that off. I've never seen, like, a football helmet, like, up close. Well... I mean, hold on, let me reopen the closed tab. Yeah, I mean, it. look, it. they they are made to flip open, I believe. But, like, you could just unscrew it and just give him the helmet part. That's, yeah, you know, that that's that's valid. Or or we could just get the old school classic football helmets for him. Like, the, the just those l- shitty leather ones that are padded a little bit. Oh, <laughs> like the ones from, like, the 30s? Yeah, I mean, that, that <laughs> might that might help. It's better than nothing, right? I mean, you're not wrong. It is better than nothing. <laughs> or do we go, like, motorcycle helmet with a spike on the top, so that this way anything that's hitting him in the head is actually getting hurt? No, because... I feel like he would just end up hurting himself worse. No, you're right. You're right. That's true. He'd, like, forget it had a spike on it or something, put it down, sit on it. Yeah, yeah. But what's why is he putting it down and sitting on it when it should be on his head? It's Drew. Okay, yeah, true. <laughs> oh... Uh, what's on the agenda this week, Rich? Uh, so, uh, I funded the Monster Hunter World board game, uh, back in 2020, and I opened the box this week, so we're going to talk about that a little bit, because we just got it. Like, literally took, like, three years to get it, because of the pandemic. Um, 
Cobb, you've been playing uh, Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap, and I actually finished watching the original 19... Was it really fucking 98? Yep. Wow. Uh, I watched the original Trigun series. I just finished watching it the other day. Yeah, April 1st, 1998 to September 30th, 98. I did not realize. I thought it was older. I double-checked that just in case I was wrong, so I did not do any research when I put that date in. I just yeah, no, fucking I... grabbed it and went with it. Totally, totally thought it was older. Totally thought it was like late 80s. No, so the the manga did run 95 to 97, and then Maximum ran till 2007. Mm-hmm. Because Trigon had a weird thing, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, that's right. I forgot they had like a secondary manga. We'll talk about it when we, when we get to, uh, to yeah. Trigon, because it, it's actually kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's going to be the show. And I guess we're going to start with Monster Hunter, right? Yeah, so how, how is this, um... How is the, I don't know, the assembly of the game? I, it, I think, uh, overall, like, the, the bits and the pieces and the bits and bobs and whatnot of the entire game. I've played games from Steamforge. They're the ones who made the Bloodborne board game. They do a lot of licensed IP video game board games. Um, and so, like, usually I think they have very good quality of their, of their, like, miniatures and things like that. But from what I've been hearing, and this kind of made me a little cautious, like, they're, some of their miniatures haven't really been all that well, or, or all that well-received, or all that well-liked. So, when I got this, I was super excited to open it up and look at it. And let me tell you, I was blown away by every single one of these fucking miniatures. Which, they that's are, actually pretty cool, then. Yeah, uh, super high quality, um, dense, they, they don't feel hollow, they, they're, they've got some weight and heft to them. Uh, unfortunately, two of my miniatures... Out of, like, the 50 that I got in shipping were damaged. Uh, I have not gotten... I've tried messaging them on Kickstarter twice now. I haven't gotten back to them. I'm going to send a message to them directly to Steamforge. Um, one of them is repairable, but the other one isn't. Uh, it's one of the miniature... One, one of the miniatures of, like, the actual playable characters. The arms are just, like, so thin... And, like, I was putting, like, it just, I, it was just wobbling, and I just, the arm just came right out. And then the other one was one of the monsters, the Baroth, who stands on two legs, and he's got this base plate that he stands on that um, I can, like, force push the pegs into the plate itself. Like, the pegs are all there, but it, they just broke somehow. I can force push those pegs into the plate, and it'll stand. So all I would need is some friggin', like hot glue or what not hot glue like super glue and it should be fine but i spent 300 400 something like that dollars on this fucking thing i'm not i'm i'm not having broken pieces they're sending me the fixed pieces i will i will fight to the end of the earth um and ho- but other than that like, hopefully they like are good about it i've i've heard that like they are pretty that steamforge has to be good about it like they're usually there there's usually not often issues from what i've heard but if there are, they've been pretty good with replacing um, uh, broken, broken, broken pieces and such. Um, the the biggest problem everyone is concerned about is one of the figures stands 120 millimeters. It's the tallest miniature. It's not even fucking miniature anymore. It's 120 millimeters, man. Um, stands 120 millimeters tall with like its claws out and its wings spread. Um, it's in a box of its own that is pretty much the size. A little bit thinner, like not as tall, but just as wide and 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 round or square, the same square shape or square dimensions, and and as wide and as uh long 
as the core boxes, but it's just one fucking bo- uh, miniature. Um, he, where his, one of his claws stands out in front of him, touches the box. And so you can actually see on the box where it's been scratched by the claw itself of this miniature. Oh, that's kind of funny. So, like, don't put anything on top, because if the box caves in, it's gonna get more damage to it. Uh, but yeah, it, it came with so many fucking miniatures, it, it's, it's such, I'm, I'm blown away by it. Uh, I actually made, and there's a little self-promotion right here for anybody who's listening, I made an unboxing video that I posted on YouTube, youtube.com slash at bwalnuts. It's B Walnuts Gaming is my is like the the name of my YouTube channel. It's where I put all my VODs and stream highlights and stuff. But I put this uh, box opening on there. Um, I guess send me a link to the actual video and I'll put it in the show notes. It's it's on my Discord already. Send me a link. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but it just it it shows like my excitement and 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 everything. And I actually took like. Like, actual shots. Like, I set up, uh, like, lighting and everything and took, a, like, really good shots at my camera of the minis themselves and, and showed some pan- panning views of them. Um, honestly, I wish I'd shown them off a little bit more, but I wanted to focus more on the box opening. Uh, but I, it's honestly the most work I've ever done in a video in a long time. Uh, because I actually had to record it all and not just, oh, pull it from stream. So, I'm kind of proud of this thing, and I hope people like it and enjoy it. But it just—it really does show off, like the high detail quality of the miniatures and things like that. And if you're interested in playing like video game based board games, like I said, I played their um their Bloodborne game, and I enjoy that game. I think it's really really fun. It's really well done. This one I'm hoping is just the same. Uh, if you get everything like I did, you have all playable weapon types. You have multiple different monsters. Let's see, it's four, eight, nine, ten, twelve total monsters if you get everything. Uh, multiple different quest books and things like that that you can go on. Like, I don't, like I said, I don't know how the game plays. Because, I'll be honest, I'm bad at figuring out how a game plays when it comes to me being the one who knows how to play the game. And no one's gonna wanna I play need- a Monster Hunter board game with you. No, I I feel like I feel like honestly you guys would. Like I you don't like Monster Hunter because it's grindy and because you don't like the gameplay, but this is different. It's not going to be grindy. You're not trying to get the armors and shit like that. Is this just going out and fighting the monsters and doing things however a board game would do things. So like I I, th- I think you might like it. I, who knows? It would be worth a tr- worth a try. I would really love to try it out and and play some of these uh uh play some of it. But like, I am really bad at figuring out how to play a game. I need to watch videos, and even then, I need to watch them two or three times. It's just it is something that just I'm not good at it, reading reading a booklet to actually learn how to play a game. I we've talked about this. When it comes to reading, it's I don't really retain knowledge. I retain the information that. Like, if I'm reading a book, I'll remember what's going on in the book and the story. But I don't retain the knowledge of, here's the information that you need to know to play this thing or to do this thing. I'm not one to learn by reading. I'm one to learn by doing. So, I don't know how, if, when I will ever get to play this game. But I I bought this game for the miniatures. A hundred percent. 
I bought the game for the miniatures. What, one of the monsters in this game, I was hoping to have had the game before we actually played bonus action, because one of the monsters was in bonus action. Well, it's cool, because you've, you've abandoned bonus action. I, look, I haven't abandoned it. <laughs> I want, I keep, it, it's one of those, uh, it's just a block in me right now where I'm just like, I need to like figure out the next time we gotta play, but I gotta talk to my brother first. You need to, you just need more fiber in your diet. Uh, maybe. Um, uh, I see what you did there, cause a block. Yeah. I get you. I was in a, uh, uh, just a little quick of a tangent. I was at a fire location in, in a, in a volcano in Towers of Arise yesterday, and somebody raids me. And say, all right, I have to get to bed, but I'm glad to see that this game is still fire. And I was like, I see what you did there. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, I would love to show them off to you, Cobb. Show, show people, show the miniatures off better. Um, I have someone lined up who's going to paint all of them because they all came in that like base gray paint scheme that miniatures come in. I wasn't expecting them to paint them at all. Um, and like the, the actual, player minis are like fucking green it's not even gray which is weird too uh but like i can't wait to get them painted and i just want to have them on display especially especially the kushala de oro which is the 120 millimeter one this thing is beautiful it stands super tall and it's like when you look at that compared to so little monster hunter information if you don't know monster hunter kushala de oro is a dragon it is their monster names are the worst I mean, they're just so compl like they're not bad names. They're just so like overly complicated. I mean, not 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 really. I don't know. I've been playing the game for years, so it doesn't really bother me, I guess. But so Kushala is the wind dragon. Um, son of a bitch, Mike, stand stay up. Uh, it keeps dropping on me. I need to tighten the screws on it. Um, but that one stands 120 millimeters. The other two Elder Dragons that we got don't stand as tall, but you have Nergigante, which was uh, originally released in Monster Hunter World. Um, and he doesn't stand very tall, but he stands very wide. He's covered in spines, and so it fucking hurts to put him together, because his wings are so big. Three of these... All, four of the miniatures, Deor, you have to put his tail in, and then three others, Nergigante, Diablos, and Rathalos, you have to put their wings on. Um... But Nergigante, because he's so, like, friggin' spiny, he hurts. And then you have little baby Teostra, which they just did so dirty. Like, he's just tiny and small and, like, not really showcaseable. Like, I feel so bad for him. I feel so <laughs> bad for him. They did him so dirty. He's a he's an elder dragon. Like, he's a dragon. He is one of the harder enemies in the game. In the, in the lore of Monster Hunter, the reason these, uh, they, they are named elder... Elder dragons, well, number one, they are literal fucking dragons. A dragon has separate wings than arms and four legs, whereas a wyvern has two, has wings and arms are the same and only two legs. That's all rules for wyverns and dragons. That's how you differentiate a wyvern and a dragon. Dragon doesn't necessarily actually have to have wings, but a dragon has four legs. That's a dragon. And then a wyvern has two legs with wings as arms. I've heard it both ways. Huh? I've heard it both ways. What? That a dragon has wings as arms? Yeah. No, you, you're talking about Game of Thrones, the one thing that uses dragon for wyverns. What about, um, what about like your, your like Chinese dragon? The, they're long dragons with 
four legs. Not always. Sometimes they don't have legs at all. No, they usually have legs. Do they? What about Gyarados? Gyarados, that's a Pokemon. That's a dragon type. That's not a dragon. He's actually not a dragon type at all. Shows what you know, motherfucker. It, wasn't he dragon type at one point? He may have been at one point, no, but was... I, I'm fairly certain now um, he is water flying. Yeah. I'm going to look so, that like, up before like, I uh, go too hard. And... Yep, but, like, water technically flying. Dragonite... Dragonite is technically a dragon because he's got he's got four limbs. He's got two arms and two legs, so he is technically a dragon. It's the difference between dragon and wyvern are totally just the wings. Okay, but how about Dratini and Dragonair, both of them pure dragon type? They're serpents. They're dragon type, but they're serpents. I'm just saying, they're dragons. Literally, okay, that's literally Dragonair, species, dragon, Pokemon. Dragon, Pokemon. Look, it's Pokemon. That's they they make up their own rules. They have a ghost Pokemon that's from electricity. From from uh uh what's it called? From uh everyday household appliances. They just make up whatever I'm, they want. They I like how you go for the one that's like kind of reasonable and not like the one that's literally a fucking ice cream cone or the one that's just a fucking key ring. Look, exactly. There you go. Um but like normal lore, normal mythology, that's how you differentiate between differentiate between wyverns and dragons. So like you, the elder dragons, they can like they're so powerful they can be destructive to the environment and and things like that. So if they go on a rampage, if they leave where like their general area and whatnot, they need to be dealt with and taken care of. There's not that there's only one ever elder dragon ever in the world, but they're rare. But they're like one of that type. But they're rarer, and they they're they're powerful. And you have this little fucking Tiastra that is smaller than the flagship minis or the flagship monsters of the other two core sets, the Diablos and the Rathalos. Which it's just I was like, man, they did Tio so dirty, but it's great. Wasn't um, isn't Diablos the the summon from Final Fantasy VIII? Uh, well, it's, it's it is Diablos, yes. That was a summon in Final Fantasy. In the old yes. lamp, yeah, yeah. Well, was it the lamp? It was something. It was an item that you use. That like, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I didn't know that if you can cast silence on him, is the easiest fight in the world. Yeah. Until like this year. Yeah. I was the, I was what? Yeah. I was watching somebody play Final Fantasy VIII, and like he was having trouble with Diablos. He kept trying it, and um. I was like, I was like, man, I, I, I was like, I gotta look into Diablos real quick. And like, I didn't know that he only had two attacks, basically. One of them was a magic, and the other one was his normal attack that couldn't kill you. And so I kept trying to tell him, like, you have him silenced. Don't worry about healing. Just keep attacking. You're not gonna die. He cannot kill you if he's silenced. Cause I didn't know that. But that, that's, that now makes that fight less daunting. <laughs> honestly, that used to be like the scariest fight in that game. Or early on, because it was like, oh, he's super hard. It's like, oh no, actually, you silence him and he's cakewalk because all he uses is, is gravity skills. Yep, most, um, most of them, well, not most, most of them, but like most of like the the encounters in that game can kind of be like, I guess, cheesed for the for the most part. Like if you if like you know what you're going into and you spend the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause if you, if you, um, draw enough of any one magic and then bind that to your weapon, you do like a hundred percent of that to the enemy. So like if you bind sleep, like a hundred sleeps to squall, every attack he makes has a very high chance of sleeping the enemy 
unless they're yeah. resistant to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like that game is very broken in that. Yes. Um, it's the same thing when you fight Ifrit. I, it, I don't think you can get water attacks that early, but there is like something that if if you just draw enough of them, it makes the Ifrit fight really simple. Mm-hmm. That game is very busted <laughs> in like every yeah. possible way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just go check out my YouTube video to see my reaction and unboxing for the Monster Hunter World, the board game. Um, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd appreciate also giving me a subscription. Alright, shameless plug over. But, yeah, check that out to see how all de- how detailed all the miniatures are. And, uh, eventually when I get them painted, I still have to talk to my painter. Um, once I get them painted, I'll share, uh, posts on something about their their painting and everything else. Yeah, and paint them, them yourself. I'm bad at painting. So put put your own mark on I'm, it. No, no. I want these to look good. I want them to be on display. I'm not. I'm. I don't know color theory. I don't know color matching and blending and all that. Like my she she can actually paint very well. She's an artist. She knows how to do this stuff. She's. I'm, I will. If she says I have to pay her a hundred bucks per mini, I would pay her a hundred bucks per mini. Katie, please don't charge me a hundred bucks per mini. I'm sure she doesn't listen. No, she probably doesn't. But like, I. This is how like kind of important these are to me. Like they. They are like. Like I said, they are so well made and so detailed that I would just have. I would absolutely just have them up on display. At least like the Rathalos, Diablos, Kushala, and Nergigante. Like those. Those four, I would definitely just have in a case on display. I, which, like, like I, I did see the thing that you posted. Like, they are, not the video, like, the picture from, like, a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, They are actually, like, they're, they're cool-looking minis. Like, you're not mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say about the, the game? No, not at the moment. All right. Well, you learn how to play it, and then you can come tell us how it plays. Sure. Good news. Uh, I mean, it is it is single-player. It does, oh, have, does a it have a single player. player version. Yeah, you can play it single player. It's one to four players. Oh, nice. That's good. Yeah, because so like I, I, it's definitely something that I could try to do and figure out. Like do a, do a whole fucking Monster Hunter World board game stream, solo Monster Hunter World board game stream. Or I was just like about that. to say that like you should stream it, um, of just you playing a board game by yourself. It would just be very fun. Like do it on April Fools. Mm-hmm. Be like we're gonna have a board game night on the stream, and it's just you. <laughs> no, 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 false. I would not say we're going to have a board game night on stream. You're going to say that you play Monster Hunter? I would say we're playing Monster Hunter World on stream. And, like, I would tease that 100%. I would, like, like when doing my, um, uh, like, promo TikToks and YouTube shorts and whatnot, I would have Monster Hunter World on my PC on the background or in the video in the background and everything. And then when stream loads up, I will click the button to change the uh, the image to the game, and it would go to showing off my table as I play Monster Hunter World, the board game. I mean, there you go. That's that's solid content. Unfortunately, I mean, that, I don't think you stream I, on Saturdays though, and I believe April first is a Saturday. I mean, I could change, but I for me to learn how I actually am busy on April first. I have a uh, birthday party to go to, but also, I mean, I I could do it after the birthday party, but. For me to learn how to play this game in two weeks, probably not. No, are you sure it's really a birthday party on April 1st and somebody's not just playing a mean joke on you? I mean, it's supposed to be a kid's one-year birthday party, unless the kid's, like, three, actually, but they're saying she's one. Who knows? I mean, they probably missed the last couple of birthdays, so it's entirely possible. Yeah, maybe. Um, But there you go. I mean, like, a kid's party's not going to go that late. 
No. You got plenty of time but to come was... home and play Monster Hunter by yourself. Uh, I, I did I did something similar uh, during Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I said that we were going to play a football game. And I, that's all I said was a football game. And I, like, I used um, uh, Xbox Game Pass to show, like, Madden or whatever is available on Game Pass on PC uh, when I was taking my videos and everything. And then when we logged on, there is a game on Steam called football game and it is like it's a point and click adventure mystery game that takes place during a high school football game i mean that's cool i thought maybe we were gonna say like you played like like fifa or um uh like the football manager i've i thought about doing like football manager or something like that and honestly i will probably do that in the future play play that or maybe get um uh mario soccer or some shit like that and play that i thought you you had mario soccer i don't Oh, um, you have golf. I don't. You got... Yeah, yeah, I got golf. That's right. I knew you had yeah. one of the Mario sports games for Switch. Yeah. I got the I got golf. I never got soccer. I never got tennis. I used to always get the Mario sports games um, when they were, like, GameCube, and I think the, some of them were on Wii. Like, any time there was a Mario sports game, I got it. Um, but I just... I haven't gotten... I haven't stayed on top of them. I mean, the, judge, been judging by else. reception... The three Switch ones were not super well regarded. Like they reviewed well, but like no one played them like post release. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I got Mario Golf to play with my friends during the pandemic, and we maybe played one. So that's what you get for having friends. But, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But how is Legend of Zelda Minish Cap? It is the Minish Cap. I apologize. I forgot that on the thing. Wow, rude, rude. You got a. <laughs> You gotta re- you gotta sell this apology. Like I don't think you really apologize. Oh, because I'm not really sorry. You, well, you have to. You should be. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, have you ever played Minish Cap? No, I haven't. Right. So from 2005, it was a GBA game. Um, and I think it actually released in Japan the year before. So it was like the tail end of the GBA. Um, it is on the um the Switch uh Game Boy Advance uh expansion pass deal. It is mm-hmm. delightful. It's it's a very traditional like 2D top down Zelda like your Link to the Past, your Link's Awakening, etc. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's it kind of if you look at it stylistically, it looks similar to um, like the Four Swords games or um, even like a little. It's not cel shaded, but it at least has some of the. You can tell it has inspiration from Wind Waker. Yeah, and apparently, as far as like chronology goes it is actually the second game in the timeline so the first one being skyward sword and then minish cap and then from minish cap um it actually goes into the four sword games um i never played Mm -hmm. i never played at either of the four sword adventures but i believe um the bad guy from minish cap is also the bad guy in four swords so there's that um the way this one starts out uh the map is very similar to the Link to the Past map. Um, you start at Link's house. Zelda is apparently your friend. And she comes to get you to go to, like, the Hyrule Town Festival thing. Um, they're celebrating the Minish, who they have a different name for. It's, like, Picro. Um, that every once every hundred years, it's said that, like, this portal between worlds might open up. Um, so they, like, have this celebration every year. And this is the hundredth year. And you, you go to the festival with Zelda. You do some stuff. You make your way to the castle. Um, and then the, the villain shows up and steals a thing 
finds out the thing he wants isn't in it. It's a it's a chest that's supposed to be full of like light power. Um, and then because it's empty, he then turns Zelda to stone. And Link gets um the quest to go get this sword that can um hold evil at bay repaired because the bad guy broke it. So you get sent to the Minish people, who no one really knows if they're like a hundred percent around. And they're tiny, so that's where, like, the whole Minish Cap thing comes in. You find a cap in the woods that can talk to you, and it's like, oh, hey, jump on this on this stump, and we can turn little. And you turn little, and at, like, anything that would have been, like, a non-hindrance to, like, full-size Link is, like, a death trap to little Link. So there, there's one point when you, you get small and it's raining, and the raindrops are basically boulders. If they hit you, you get damaged, just like if you get hit by a falling boulder on a mountain. Um, only they, they're raindrops. They fall much faster and much more frequently than the boulders tend to. Yeah. Um, but it's like this, it, it kind of adds like a fun little layer to puzzles because there are parts where you have to shrink down to kind of get your way through something to then grow again to do something else to shrink back down. Um, and it just, it, it's obvious that that's what you have to do, but it still takes, like, time to figure out exactly how to do it. Like, there were a couple puzzles where I'm like, okay, here is a thing that will let me shrink, so I obviously have to get small. But what do I have to do once I'm small? And, like, at one point, I, I was a little stumped, and I ended up um, clearing a bunch <laughs> of... Stumped. Yeah. Um, I cleared a bunch of debris away, because um, the first item you get from the first dungeon is, like, a vacuum cleaner. So you can suck stuff up, and then it does, like, a little puff of air when it's done. Mm -hmm. And you can use it to, like, suck up um, bushes and fire and all sorts of stuff. So I used it to clear an area, and I find, like, this little crack in the ground. And I go, and I fall into the crack in the ground, and there's, like, a person down there. And they're just like, oh, yeah, like, you should try this thing. And it, it tells me how to do a thing. I'm like, oh, oh, that makes sense. And I go and do it. Um, it's also got, it's got really good game design. Um, in the way where, you know, sometimes you'll go into a game, especially a game that has puzzles and either they're going to be too easy. Like, like most of the stuff in like the Uncharted games or like the, the modern Tomb Raiders, they basically just immediately highlight the things that you need to interact with. And yeah, oftentimes they like the stuff is like painted different. So, you know, that's where you can climb or whatnot. Um, and then some older games are just so obtuse that you're just staring at it. You're like, I have no fucking clue what you want me to do. Like, this makes zero sense to me. Um. This game has that, like, nice in-between, where at one point you go into, like, this mountain area, and when you first walk in there, there is a cave you can go into, and there are, like, these beanstalks going up the uh, the side of the cliff. You can climb, you climb both of them, it takes you up, there's, like, a chest on each one of them, you can get to the chest, but you can't get to anywhere else. But at the bottom, you see one of those, like, one of these plants that just hasn't grown yet. It is just sitting there by itself, leading up to the cliff where you like you definitely can go so you just kind of look around you're like okay i somehow need to find a way to make this grow you go into the cave and there's um one of like the deku guys that like spits the nuts at you um you reflect the nut at him you then talk to him and he's like oh hey sorry i, I was aggressive um i'll help you out if you just go east a little bit there's a cave there's one of my friends lives there he'll give you an item that'll probably help you out and you follow his advice, and the person sells you um, a bottle. So you can then fill the bottle up with water, pour the water onto the the, the not grown plant, and it immediately sprouts up. Mm -hmm. um, and then you get you get a little further in, and you find another one of those plants, but it's a different color. 
And it is green versus the other one had like a blue base. So I tried regular water. It didn't work. While I was going to get the water, though, there's like a, a, a spring water thing that's green. And I'm like, I probably need that somehow. Couldn't figure out how to get it, though. Um, this is actually where I fell into the crack, what I was talking about before. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, like this type really only wants that green water. Um, It's mineral water, I think they called it. So I'm like, okay, I ha- that's what I need. So I just need to wander around until I find like whatever the secret path is to get it. And after like a little like trial and error of like big and small and back and forth, I found that there was a path as little link to go over there and all of your items shrink with you and then grow back up in a weird, like, I don't understand how that part works. I'm going to be honest with you. Like I was little tiny link. I go over, I scoop up water into my bottle. When I grow, everything grows with me and the bottle is full of water still, even though I really only took, you know, a drop of water theoretically. It's a game of proportions. It proportionately grows to how much you were, how how big it should be when you grow. I guess, but the thing is, like, if I, like, if it shrinks with me, sure, it would grow back up. But I feel like if I get it while I'm small, it should not expand as well. It's maybe they're magic bottles that would take however much it would take, no matter what size you are. All right, I'll allow it. But only this one. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> may, there's probably a magical explanation, and it has something to do with the fact that you're playing in a game where you're a magical mute child trying to save the world by shrinking. That's fair. Um, but it, it like, it's just, it's so far, it's really well done. I am mm-hmm. two dungeons in. They have already given me two new swords. <laughs> like this game's just like, you want swords? Here's swords. Um, yeah. you start out with like, just like a, like a regular, like boring ass sword. And then after the second dungeon, you get, um, the reforged like hero sword. Um, it's just not all powerful yet. And then they immediately have you go to a, um, to like a, like a, a temple and power that sword up with the two things you got from the first two dungeons. I'm like, I still have two more dungeons to go. Why does, why not just wait and do all four at the same time? But I'm like, whatever, like we're just going to go with this. Um, and there's a guy, so the one weird thing, you know how, like, basically as soon as, um, as soon as you get a sword in most Zelda games, the first thing they do is teach you the spin attack? Yeah. Um, this one, you actually don't get it until after the first dungeon. Like, it's, it's actually, like, locked behind, like, like a wall, essentially. Um, Mm -hmm. you finish the first dungeon, then you go back to, like, the castle town, because you have to go to the other side of the map, and there's a guard there who's, like, Sorry, I can't let you pass. I don't care if you have a sword. Like, you probably don't even know how to use that sword. So you have to go find a, a teacher. And there's a dude in, like, a, a house that teaches you different sword abilities. The first one he teaches you is a spin attack. Once you learn, But he won't teach you any more. He'll only teach you one attack per sword. So you get that. You then go um, You then go back to that guard. And he's like, all right, well, show me your spin attack. So you show him the spin attack. And he's like, all right, cool. No, you, you're the real deal. Go ahead. I'm like... <laughs> I, I love, I love the thought that the spin attack is an attack known worldwide, and that that is the basis of sword fighting is the spin attack. Well, so the the lore in it is basically the the teacher is like the world's best swordsman. So the fact that you went to this guy and learned the sword move, who he lives in Hyrule, so like he's like a known person to the guards and all. Um, but he also teaches you to use your sword to break bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I think I still have to go back to him one more time. I don't. So once I got like the 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 repaired sword, I went to him. That's when he told me how to break bottles. I don't think I've gone back since I um, powered up that sword, though. So I don't know if he'll have like a third thing to teach me, or if I'll have to, um, if like something else has to happen before I learn like another move. Mm-hmm. But like so so far, like it it plays very much like your traditional Zelda games. Um, there are dungeons. The dungeons have a map, a compass, and like a special item. And then the big boss key to get into the boss store. Um, the two items I got so far was that vacuum cleaner thing and a magic cane. Kind of like, did you ever play, you played Link to the Past, right? Uh, um, no. For some reason, I thought we made you play that one. Nope. I have not, I have not been made to play Link to the Past yet. You should play Link to the Past. And there's, I, I hear that all the time. Uh, I'm not against playing it. It's just, I don't, I don't own it. I don't have any way of playing it. It's on the I Switch. It, I don't think it was for a while, and that's why it, I never... It was one of the first have... um, Super Nintendo games that they added onto it. Oh. I stopped Retro Nights shortly after SNES were put on it. Well, you also, um, I think you kind of... Burnt out isn't the word I want to use, but it's the only one I can think of after Zelda 2. Yeah, well, I mean, I never beat Zelda 2, and when I was doing the Zelda stuff, the, the uh, every Zelda game... Um, that was before streaming. No, I know that. I was just saying, like, and, that that game sort of and, sort of ruined Zelda games for you, I feel, or at least retro Zelda games. It eh, a little bit. I mean, not really. It was that game was just look. That game is honestly not bad, but it has the 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 sequence to the end has its problems. It is it is rough collision for some of the platforming, um, and the fact that you have to do it all in a single life. Like literally, you have to go from the beginning of the game. You have to grind out all your uh, everything you need to get to the locations to go fight the final boss. Like you need to do that all without dying, because if you die, you go back to the beginning of the game. You have to go back through all the same dungeons again to get to the end. Um, like it, it has its flaws, but it's honestly not that bad of a game. It's definitely the worst Zelda game, but it's still like I don't think it's that bad. Um. But yeah, it's it just it was I was like I wasn't happy with that with with the way that end game was to where I was just like eh whatever it's fine. I have always wanted to go back and play a bunch of the others that I've never played um and replay some of some of them that I have played. It's just I haven't I mean I have like I I didn't even realize that Link to the Past is on the SNES for um Switch. Yeah, so you I think just with what's available on the like the the emulators on Switch you can play Link to the Past on SNES. You can play Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. It's the Game Boy Color version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Th- I don't think they're on there yet. But they did say they're adding Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons to the Game Boy. Yeah. Uh, Minish Cap is already on there. Um, they, it, if they're going to just keep adding Zelda games, they'll probably add um, Four Swords. I would think at some point. Um, yeah. And then I've I've played Four Swords though. Okay, and then Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are both on the the N sixty four one. Yeah, but which Majora's Mask I've never played. Majora's Mask is actually really good. I know it. People did not like it at the time, but I feel like that that has kind of like come back it, around. I feel like it was a sleeper. Like people didn't like it at the time because it had the had the whole time the time thing. Um, but that was just like all right. I mean, it's, it's it, what doesn't it take like still like an hour and a half for the three days to pass or something like that? It's something like that, but so that game can really fuck you. Um, so time doesn't flow when you're in a dungeon, mm-hmm. but if you fuck up and go into a dungeon too close to the end of a cycle and you can't get to a point where um, 
the game saves after exiting, you could lose all of your progress on a dungeon. Yeah. I inadvertently had that happen the last time I played it just because, like, I wasn't paying attention. And I didn't intend to actually go through the dungeon. I just kind of, like, went in. Um, and my plan was to go in and then, uh, like, to unlock it and then go and uh, reset time. And instead, like, I just kept going and beat it and then came out and forgot that I hadn't reset time and, like, wandered away. And then time reset and I lost all the progress. Yeah. And I didn't go back to it for a while after that. <laughs> um, Makes sense. It's a good, it, it is good, though. Um, I, I would still argue um, Link to the Past is the best Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it, it ha- holds the format for what basically every Zelda game became after it. I mean, I'll have to take your word for it. Uh, I like, I've, I like, I said, I've never played it. Um, so the I've, the, tr- I've, the traditional like Zelda format is collect three to four things, then collect five to eight things, then fight the final big boss and save the princess. Like that started in that game. Yeah, like Ocarina of Time did it. I'm pretty sure it's either either Twilight Princess or Wind Waker did it. Um, it's a uh. Pr- I think it was. I think it was Twilight Princess, or no, Wind Waker probably did. Twilight Princess was different. It's always a little different, but like that game also introduced like the two different worlds that like every game tends to use too. Like Link to the Past had the the light world and the dark world. Um, Twilight Princess had like the shadow wolf world. Like I know that was in a different world, but like had like that sort of change. Ocarina of Time had the mm-hmm. young Link, adult Link. It, it's sort. It's like the blueprint that they used going forward. Yeah. They iterated on it, but like that's where that series really found its footing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Minish Cap, fantastic continuation of that so far. Um, I I can't see myself not finishing it because it's not it's it's a fifteen year old Zelda game. It is not all that hard, but it, like it's still fun. Like you never feel overly frustrated when you're stuck. Sometimes you just need to put it down for a little while to come back to kind of like look at like a puzzle or something like that with like a fresh set of eyes. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, delight- Makes sense. it's delightful. I highly recommend it, and it's on the Switch if you have the expansion pass, so there's no reason not to play it. And that's the same timeline as Four Swords? Yeah, it is It is a direct prequel to Four Swords. Okay. Um, I don't know, that, right. I, I don't I, know that it's the same I, Link, but it's at least, it is the game directly before it, and elements of that play a part in Four Swords. Uh, my Hyrule story is on the other side of the uh, room, otherwise I'd go grab it and I only know know this because I, I did look it up to see like kind of what the 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 timeline was on it, and it's Skyward Sword, Minish Cap, Four Swords, and this and Minish Cap is like a actually connected to Four Swords. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which timeline is this though? I'm trying to remember. I don't think it's split think at it, that point. I don't. I don't think I could have swore Four Swords wasn't part of the initial timeline. I don't know. Now I have to look this up because it's gonna kill me. I'm trying to find just like the picture of it real quick. So no. So yeah. So so the initial timeline before the split is Skyward Sword, mm-hmm. Minish Cap, Four Swords, and then Ocarina of Time. And Ocarina of Time is where all the splits happen. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're 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 correct. That is true. I just I I didn't think Four Swords was before the time split. I thought it was like in the same era that like. The Spirit Tracks was or something. Well, no, because Spirit Tracks and Hourglass are both off of what you call it, um, Wind Waker, I believe. Yeah, that makes sense. I know, I know, definitely Hourglass because uh, the world's still flooded, but I'm pretty sure um, Spirit Tracks was too. 
And the image I pulled up was not a very good quality, so it was hard to uh, zoom in and still read things. And then the Fallen Era had Link to the Past, Ancient Stone Tablets, Seasons, Cadence of Hyrule. Oh, is that actually on there? (laughs) Yeah. Wand of Ganelian. Oh, that, that's the, uh, the 3DO game, I, I believe. And Trifor- Triforce Heroes. That's all the Fallen Era. And then Adult Era. Oh, no, hold on. I actually might be reading it. I don't know. This this one's actually pretty bad. Because it also includes Triforce Heroes and Age of Calamity, which... I know Triforce Heroes isn't canon, so this is a bad shot. Well, let's look at this one. Oh, uh, come on. Come on. Uh... Wind Waker, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, yes. That's adult timeline, canon is sealed. Ganon is sealed away. Said canon. Sorry, you were close enough with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a copier. He's a copy. He copies every different version of himself. Is that is that what he's doing? What, copying every version? No. He's reincarnation. Oh, okay. So, I think. I, I, couldn't, I can never remember that because, like, all that stuff is so convoluted. So, in... in so, Skyward Sword... Ganon is not actually in it. It is basically the origin of Calamity Ganon that you know of in um in in uh Breath fucking Breath of the Wild. But uh, they don't call it Calamity Ganon either. I can't remember what they called him, but he's like just like the dark one or some shit like that. And it's he he's p- basically a giant kaiju that you fight a few times. That then the final fight in that he does form as Ganondorf. Like as like the um, human Gerudo looking thing, or like as the pig. Yeah, as the human Gerudo looking. Uh, and then I think because he's he's got the Triforce of Power every time. I think he's supposed to be similar to Link is a reincarnation of Link of all the different Links. I think Ganon is supposed to be a reincarnation of this dark being. Right. That's always had the Triforce of. Now, where did Goofy and Donald play into this? So Goofy. He's a Disney character, and he does not show up in The Legend of Zelda. Donald is the boat that you drive around in in, um, in Wind Waker. Okay. How about Roxas? Ro- okay, so Roxas. All right, this is this is a tough one. It's gonna it's gonna get a little 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 intense with this one. So you meet Roxas in uh, Four Swords um, when you grab the Four Swords. Item, the sword that breaks you up into four personalities. That is one of your personalities. Wait, is that what Four Swords is about? Yeah, you grab a sword that breaks you up into four different people. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why it, it was, it was, it was made as a multiplayer game. I knew you that. You could play it single player and you could play it single player and you would just move around as a square of four links. I almost said Zelda's. Um, or you could, you used the Game Boy Advance connector. Uh, with your GameCube, and you would play around. It was a GameCube game, but if you wanted to play with other people, you needed a Game Boy Advance connector. You needed a Game Boy Advance because you would connect that and say you went into a dungeon and I stayed outside. Well, you would then be playing on your GBA while I'm still doing stuff outside of the dungeon. And there would be certain dungeons that were all just in your GPA, whereas others were on screen. Okay, I vaguely remember that. I ju- I also just look up the game. I forgot. Um, the original Four Swords was like uh, the pack in with the GBA version of A Link to the Past. Yeah. Um. So th- that actually explains a mechanic in Minish Cap. Then, so in Minish Cap, after you power up the sword for the first time, you get like this mm-hmm. little cutscene, and there are these like glowing tiles in places. 
and you're told to go stand on one and then charge your sword up like you're doing a spin attack. And when you do, like, a barf starts filling up. Once it's filled up, if you move to another of those glowy squares, the one you left behind um, becomes like a, sh- like a copy of Link for a little while and, like, moves and does everything you do. So you end up using it to unlock the door in that room by, like, spawning him on, on an adjacent platform so that you can both hit a switch. Mm-hmm. So they must have taken the idea, because Four Swords came out first, that, like, taken that idea into Minish Cap, and that's how they explain the uh, the change, because your sword is, um, it's got four powers to it. It's like the four elements, and looking at the Four Swords on here, it looks like the four elements. Yeah, and it's four different lengths of four different colors, and it's supposed to represent fire, wind, earth, and water, I guess. Yeah, and that's, so that's what you're doing in Minish Cap, is you're trying to re like reforge and reinfuse this sword for like its magical powers. So like right now, I think I just have like wind and fire, I guess, mm-hmm. based on the the dungeons I've done. Um, so that that makes sense. Okay, look at that. We yeah. we 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 piece the lore together. We, we figured it out. Do you have any other Kingdom Hearts characters you want to know? No, we were talking about Zelda. Oh shit! Sorry, man. This guy. Um, Look, I, it happens sometimes. <laughs> uh, no, and I think we can probably move over to Trigun now. So you went, Trigun. You went through and, and rewatched the original series? Yeah, so, uh, I, I mean, I guess you could call it a rewatch. I had seen a majority of the original series back when it was airing on, um, Midnight, Midnight Run or whatever, or Tsunami, whatever the fuck it was called back then. Um, it was Adult Swim. Adult Swim, but, like, I think it was, like, for the anime portion, it was, like, Midnight Run or something. So, that might have been on Saturdays. Yeah, the Midnight Run was Saturdays. Um, it was still Adult Swim. I don't even think they, they didn't even label it as Toonami at that point. It's just, this was the era where Adult Swim was mostly anime. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I had watched portions of it, uh, bits and bobs here and there. Like, I'd seen the ending book. I've seen, like, the, the sad episode about Wolfwood. But I just never seen it all the way straight through. And with uh Rampage or Stampede not Rampage, with Stampede having uh I think there are ten episodes in so far, having been released, I'm like, you know, I wanna watch the original and then I wanna watch Stampede. I just wanna be able to like not compare them, but just I wanna be able to say I watched the original and then watch this one. Uh so I sat down to watch it and I I I would not have continued to watch the show week by week back in the day because like the first five episodes are so annoying because it's just straight up Meryl and Millie trying to find Vash whom they run into every week but not believing he's Vash and it's monster of the week and it's annoying the entire time and I just like it kind of blows my mind that like I don't know if people hold the anime in high regard or if they hold, like, the story and the manga in high regard, but for me, this, the start of this series was not entertaining. But once it got past the Find Vash arc, which was, like, five, five or six episodes, and it really turned into, like, learning about Vash and learning about everything and, and, and finally coming into contact with Legato and learning about him and Knives, that's when it starts to get good. But if it were me and I were to see the first two episodes with zero context of how this show goes, I probably never would have continued watching. So that's 
it's funny, like, I have not watched those movies in years, or movies, episodes in years. Uh, uh-huh. I couldn't tell you the last time I, I actually sat down and watched Trigun. But I remember enjoying those first few episodes, and then, yeah, you're right, they are very, they're, they're monster of the of the week, they're silly. But then, I it's like episode six or seven, where um it's the train, or or it's, it's, it's some sort of, like, moving vehicle thing. Yeah, that, yeah like, it's the sand crawler. Yeah, that gets taken um hostage and that's like the first mm-hmm. time you see vash become like serious and like yeah. that's sort of like the turning point in the show yeah that's that's when i started like as i was watching it i was like um i i like phase out first couple episodes like i've i've maybe seen a few of them a, a few times and i'm just like kind of phase out and be like all right this is like this is this is a for someone who knows a story for someone who knows the basic concept of the show these are bad episodes because like, there's not really a lot of world building. It's like character, it's not even character development. It's just presenting these scenarios with these weird, with these characters that are looking for someone they find every week. And it's just, it's, it's kind of frustrating. I'm just like, all right, I need it to just get to the good part. But Vash is like a big goof. So why would these two insurance people think that he is this no. villain? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, you're right. He is a big goof. He is just a goofball. Why would they believe he's a big villain? But, like, that also kind of turns into, like, the the story of the entire series where, like, people are blaming him for something that, although, yes, he did do, it, it wasn't his fault. Um, It was not something he had control over. He was being controlled to do it and whatnot. But, like, no one knows. And I think no one died in that tragedy in, in July. I think it's like, yeah, nobody died, but he destroyed the town or whatever. I think that is the case. I think that's why it's like an insurance thing, because the yeah. insurance company doesn't and, want to pay for all those repairs. Yeah, and that's that's like, well, it's it's not even for the repairs of July. It's they send Millie and Meryl out to find him and keep track of him to prevent him from causing any further damage. Yeah. Well, that I'm sorry, that is what I meant. Like, they already paid for July. They don't want to have to keep paying policy yeah. things if they can avoid it. So then, then, and here's where, like, corporate fucking fuck you uh, uh, capitalism comes into play, when he destroys Augusta after, again, evacuating the entire city. When he destroys Augusta because Legato forces him to use his powers and he makes the hole in the moon, the insurance company now is just like, well, he's a human disaster and not a typhoon, so we're not liable anymore for any repairs, for any destruction he does. And then he gets really depressed for a while. And he gets really depressed because, like, he he had to do... He, like, it's it's just... This whole series is, like, kind of a commentary on how shitty the world is honestly and like you force a good person to do things they don't want to do like literally it's not something i ever really realized or noticed when i was watching it as a kid vash doesn't kill anybody till the third to last episode yeah and he does it reluctantly yeah he reluctantly kills legato because he had to he didn't want to but there was no way out. And it was like, it was kill him or the two girls die. And it's just like, man, this fucking sucks. Like, these people are shit to him. He just wants to live a normal, peaceful, happy life. And you got these people that are either using his name to cause fear throughout pretty much the entire series, at least once every, like, three episodes, you run into somebody who is using the name of Vasha Stampede who is not Vasha Stampede. 
even after the Find the Vash arc, you still run into people who use Vash's Stampede as their name to cause fear in people rather than like make their own name and be their own person. But you know what? If you keep the bounty off your head then and blame it all on Vash, then alright, you can still do crimes. But it's just like it's such a it's such a interesting series. Um the end sequences like the ending fight between him and Knives is just I wouldn't say it was it was good, but it was different. Uh, you can also obviously tell, follow, like within the last five to seven episodes, they were definitely running out of funding for the for the show um, because they weren't necessarily reusing scenes, but there were a lot more still frames. There were a lot more like scenes of nothing going on and fucking Wolfwood. You don't even get to watch his fight that causes him to die. It's just flat out, he, like, he stops the enemy that he was chasing, and then his former uh, teacher shows up, or whatever, and he's like, alright, let's do this. And then the next scene, he's beat up, and is talking to Vash, and then goes to the church and says his confession. I mean, I, it's probably a mixture of, like, running out of money, but also like, time constraints, because they did have to wrap it up, and they had a lot left to go. Yeah, well, I mean, not... Yeah, because once... Wolfwood dies on episode 23. No, episode 22? I can't remember. So you figure if they would have stretched his fight out, it would have been at least an episode, and then they would have had to condense even more stuff to fit it into their 25 episodes? Well, they did 26. I thought it was 25. I think. I think. Let me double check. Um, it was it was over the normal like twenty three for sure. Trigon fantasy series. Uh, it was twenty six. Um, you're right. Yeah, it was twenty six, and Wolfwood dies in the episode Paradise, which is twenty three. So it gives them three episodes, which the next episode is the one where Vash kills Legato. The episode after that is him realizing that he has to go fight knives and then 26 is him going and fighting knives and like they probably uh let's see are doing their best skip by as vash recovers oh yeah they could have cut down level level episode 25 a little they could have definitely made 24 they could have made 25 not as long or they could have condensed some stuff to be able to make uh episode 25 20 so like episode 24 and 25 oh no yeah, you're right. I don't know. They could have... I still think they could have done something to make... Like, Wolfwood's fight... You don't even get to see his fight. Like, this is a major character death in a major anime, and you just don't even get to see the fight. But was it major... We don't know if it was major at the time, actually. We don't know what the reception was at the time. Because... So, interestingly enough, Trigun... Like, the, the original Trigun that, like, this is mostly based on, to my knowledge... Um, The manga was cancelled after... Not a lot of chapters, like 30 maybe, mm-hmm. um, because the book it was published in went under. Like like that that okay. particular manga stopped being published. So I want to say it ran for like two years, maybe two and a half years before it ended. Um, yeah. The creator was approached by another magazine like a year or so later, um, interested in him doing something, but they wanted hit like they were interested in him pitching a different series, but he wanted he didn't want to leave Trigon unfinished. And managed to get them to agree to let him continue Trigun. And so he wrote, actually ended up writing Trigun for another 10 years after that. Um, mm-hmm. Trigun Maximum actually ran from 2000, or from 97 until 2007. Did he rewrite the story of Maximum, like, as a new thing? Nope, and it is, is an actual state? continuation. Um, it's just, 
flat out continuation. So I think it takes place like there's a a small time jump, but I don't believe it's anything too drastic. So is the original Trigun series the initial run of Trigun? And then Th- that it maximum that is my understanding. Like the okay, tri- so like yeah, maximum has never been adapted and it's it's not like this new one is adapting as far as I know. From, from the little bit I've seen about Stampede, um, it seems like it is actually a pretty big um, deviation from the source material. Um, so, like, Meryl and Millie I, are part of the original story, as far as I know. I've never read the manga. Um, mm-hmm. Only Meryl is in Stampede. Millie is not there. And I believe she is. Ac- Meryl is actually a reporter, not an insurance adjuster person. I'm sorry. I was looking up. I was trying to find um like the Trigun mangas, and like Dark Horse actually has them. And it's there's only two volumes of the original mangas. So yeah, I guess okay. That's interesting. I would at this point now. I would love to read Maximum. Go for or, it. Or or that's I don't I don't know. Like some of the stuff that it's showing though, it might be Trigun Maximum Volume 14. page. Nice power growing, expanding wreckage, Earth's space fleet, littering the planet, gun smoke, bash stampede, mostly everything, print apocalypse. It is crazy, brothers, determined to risking everything, holding back, bringing nothing back, bash goes toe to toe with knives in the file. Nope. That, so maximum ends with the same, with seemingly the same way the original, the, the, the show ends. So that, that's impossible. Maximum ended more than a decade later. I, I mean, well, Savage beating can Vash beat his foes to keep his friends safe. So, uh, non-stop the ride. Vash Stampede has seen a lifetime's worth of fighting through all gunplay. Now, this journey is almost at an end, but after a savage beating, more eyeball blistering and interstellar in- Hold on. Uh, the gunslinger. A fleet of rescue ships from Earth have come to planet gun- Okay, yeah, so no, it is different. But I guess Knives isn't dead, then. Um, cause, like, it- it's showing in Volume 7, uh, in the happiest days, rather his struggle with his brother and destruction. Knives, is, as the revelations of serious past are unveiled, so too are secrets. Wolfwood brought to light, but what's past is prologue and present promises exposed. So, I, yeah, I don't know, cause like Wolfwood, Wolfwood's still in maximum, but Wolfwood is dead in the an- dies in the anime. So, do we actually see him die? I, I, I this is a real question because yeah. I do not remember. I remember he's in. He goes to the church. He's all shot up, but I don't remember them like ever acknowledging that he's a thousand percent dead. Oh yeah, I mean, Vash uh, uses Wolfwood's gun to fight knives at the end, and Meryl Millie is crying her eyes out because Wolfwood died. Like it's from Paradise after immediately after that scene where he's in the church. Like it, it'll either cut to commercial or whatever, come back, and Millie's bawling her eyes out, and then. Uh, episode twenty twenty five as as Vash is getting ready to leave, Millie gives Vash the cross cannon or whatever his weapon's called. Okay, we don't, however, but I, there was, if I remember correctly, there was no like at the end. Was, end, um, it is only like assumed that Knives is dead. Well, yeah, there's there's no yeah, there's no like you don't see the dead body, and it ends with Vash leaving with Knives. Yeah. And Knives um, isn't a human, I, so, you know, it's yeah, not completely that, far-fetched to think that they did something. And they're, they're, the credits rolled something. I think Meryl does see Vash coming back to the town they were in. 
Um, I'm actually trying to pull it up and just go to the credits of Under the Sky Blue. Sky So Blue. Oh, yeah. So he is seen coming you, back to the city. Your audio just completely shit the bed. I can't hear you anymore. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. So he is seen. I, I had, uh, I guess, music playing on Hulu. Fucked it up. Um, oh, did you did you open up the Hulu so you could see what happened? Yeah. Because uh, cause it, like, it plays in the credits, like, stuff continues to go on with credits. Right, I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, and he is seen, he is seen coming back with knives on his back. So, I don't, I'd have to look into it, because I, like, at this point now, I, I'd, I'd want to want, I would, I want to read Trigon Volume 1 and 2, and then Maximum Volume 1 through 14, um, just to see, like, where things lie and what 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 continues to go on because like it kind of seems like the story of the show like maybe the manga expands more that the show couldn't show like the 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 anime series was i'm i'm sure who who was the creator again uh 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 yashiro naito um i'm sure he had parts in making the anime Probably. Uh, he, he had word on making the anime, so he probably made the story that he could make in 26 episodes. And then once he was given the right, and this is probably why they didn't want him to do Trigun, is because it was already done, but he wanted to expand on it more than whatever the first two books were. Well, so, like, the, the impression I got was it didn't, like, that, like, where Trigun was canceled because the, the, the magazine was canceled is not where he wanted it to end to begin with. So he like mm-hmm. he actually didn't he wanted to continue it because it was incomplete. Yeah. But like a lot of times like the actual manga creators are usually not incredibly involved with the anime adaptions beyond like early stuff. Like once the show's going, like it's rare that they really have too much to do because they're usually working, you know, very long weeks because their books are published way too frequently. Mhm. Like, I don't know if Trigon was a weekly or a monthly or bi-weekly, but, like, some of that shit's intense. Like, they, they pump out, like, 20-page chapters, like, once a week, and it's ridiculous. Um, If you're interested, though, I have the first volume of Trigon. Uh, I mean, I, I might. I have to find my manga. I think it's at my parents'. I think it's in their attic. Um, One of these days when I actually get around to moving shit around in my room and reorganizing stuff. I might actually try to get my manga and set that all up again. Um that's I'm trying to I'm trying to see now maximum and the information on maximum see if I can understand. Well save that but, I mean, save that for it's, when we're not recording. Yeah. I'm I'm just looking through. But yeah, it, it it's it's in, it's interesting. I didn't know all that. And like I, I would love to know the expanded information because like th- that's one thing I never under I, I never really knew was <coughs> That the series was like, oh, people from Earth found Planet Gunsmoke, or weren't didn't find Planet Gunsmoke, but were leaving Earth to colonize the the, the universe, yeah, or whatever. And like, oh, va- uh, knives just caused them to crash land on Gunsmoke. The entire armada that was out leaving Earth just he caused everyone to crash on Planet Gunsmoke. So no one actually wanted to be Planet Gunsmoke. That was not a planet they were going to live on, and that's why it's, like, not super hospitable. Yeah, and that's why they have to use the energy from their interstellar spaceships yeah. to actually have hospitable, which, like, land and stuff. Which is weird because, like, the their their actual energy and their, their like, power plants are, like, fucking actual multiversal beings or some shit like that. 
Like, they're actual beings inside those giant light bulbs. Yeah. Or at least they can Which evolve is... into actual beings as seen yeah. in fashion and knives. Yeah, fashion knives. Also, I just really so like that knives' name is Millions Knives. Millions Knives, yes. Which, uh, for for little kid Richie, uh, back when I originally watched the series, I thought Legato was Knives until I saw the final episode. Because I did not see the episode where Vash kills Legato. Man, little kid Richie was like 14. <laughs> Look, I still, I like, I, I, like I said, I didn't watch every episode. I know, I just think it's funny and where so, you keep referencing it like you were like 8 years old watching Trigun. You were a fucking freshman. Night, no, let's see. Tri- when when did it come Trigun aired to the States? On, on Cartoon Network in 2003. 2003? Alright, yeah, I was a freshman. <laughs> but still... <laughs> Still, <laughs> I just think it's funny. No, I, I mean, I'm, that's 16. No, no, that's, that's almost 20 years ago. Okay, that's little kid Richie. It is 20 years ago. It is, because I turned. Yeah, it is 20 years ago. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, it's 20 years ago. Little kid Richie. That's right. When I was a wee bad. Right. I, I would. A Discord, I'm in, I was talking to somebody, and somebody else, like, asked a question, and. The person, like, responded, it's like, oh, yeah, we were talking about that, like, three or four days ago. And I responded, I'm like, dude, that was yesterday. It wasn't even 24 hours ago. And they just responded, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to constantly remind myself this year that I am turning 35. I, like, literally, all the time right now, I'm like, wait, how old am I? I'm 34? No, I'm turning 34. No, I am 34. Fuck, I'm turning 35. And I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do for my 35th birthday. Because nobody plans birthdays for me except me. I mean, you could just be an adult and not do anything for your birthday. But it's my 35th birthday. That's, like, kind of a big deal. You should probably... I, in my opinion, minimum, you should celebrate every 5th birthday. Because it's a pretty big deal reaching 5 years. And it's, like, a good number. Like, 5 and zeros. But... I See, I go out of my way to not celebrate my birthday. Yeah, well, I don't even know when your birthday is. So, you, you do go out of your way for it. Isn't it June? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I figured that out at least. Yeah, like one one of my favorite parts about having a job where I don't actually have like direct coworkers is I never have to deal with that like awkward office birthday stuff. <laughs> oh god, the awkward office birthdays. It was I. So we we did like the birthday club with my group and my past job. This is going off on a tangent. Uh, we did it for a long time, and it would be like, oh, let's collect five ten dollars from every person and that'll cover a cake and a card and whatnot and blah 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 and we'll sing to them and if you don't want to do it you don't have to do it and it's fine um we eventually stopped doing it because like i don't know why probably i think we stopped doing it because there was always cake left over and there was always cookies left over and no one was eating them and no one was taking them home so why do it or something i don't know but I remember when we stopped doing it, I was a little happy, but also bummed out because it's like, oh, well, we're not celebrating people's birthdays. I was happy because of no more awkward happy birthday song. Um, but I decided, just out of the kindness of my heart, not even asking money, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just bake brownies for everyone's birthday. So I got the list of birthdays. And every time their birthday would come, I'd be like, what, kind of, what do you want in your brownies? And I would make them. I remember somebody was like, oh, I want Reese's in, in, my brownie, in, in the brownies. Sure accidentally overmixed them to where you didn't actually get chunks of Reese's. They were just very well s- spread throughout the entire thing so that, like, you got a little bit of the peanut butter flavor, but you didn't actually get chunks of Reese's. Um, and she actually gave me shit for it. See, that's I'm like, I did this at, 
I did this out of my... I didn't ask for money or anything. I did this out of kindness of my own heart. And I'm giving you the fucking brownies. And you're just going to turn around and, and, like... And then, like, two birthdays later, she... Somebody else also wanted Reese's. So I did that. And she's like, this is what mine were supposed to taste like or whatever. And I was like, I'm not doing this next year. <laughs> Fuck you. One person ruined it for everyone. Good job. Um... Yeah, see, like, yeah. the most the most my office does is they send an email at the beginning of the month, and it just simply lists, like, the people's, like, birthdays that month. And, like, they, I think they still give, like, a gift card. Like, I think I get, like, a Dunkin' Donuts gift card on my birthday for, like, 10 uh-huh. bucks or whatever, 15 bucks. But, like, I don't get messages from anybody. I, I don't see anybody. None of my clients know my birthday. So, like, plus I'm usually off. So there's never any of that just, like, awkward, like, stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's great because yeah, I do not celebrate my birthday. Like the most we'll do I, is like maybe we'll go get dinner and that's it. I try. I I mean I haven't in the past couple of years, but that's just because again, no, the only person that'll plan anything for my birthday is me. And anytime I've had, to, I've been able to try to plan something. Whatever I want to do ends up falling through and not happening because we don't have enough people interested in doing it. Uh, and so then it just ends up being nothing happening or pizza at my house and well have you thought about doing i have to have you thought about wanting to do things that other people want it's my birthday i'm just saying take other take take others opinions in into account that's been my entire life cub that's what you get that's a hundred percent that's what you get my entire life i my brother came to me one year on my birthday and got upset at me because it's not fair that on our birthday, on my on my birthday, he's like, it's not fair that on your birthday we get to go to Six Flags, but on but on his birthday he was at school or whatever, and we didn't get to do anything fun. But I never got to choose that I wanted to go to Six Flags. Not saying I was ungrateful for being at Six Flags, but I don't like rides. I didn't like rides as a kid. I didn't do rides as a kid. man. You were the worst I, kid, huh? I don't. I I didn't like roller coasters, and so like. The only thing I would go on is like the friggin' Six Flags Great Adventure. I'd go on the the flight simulator thing that was next to uh that one roller coaster that broke my back once, and uh I would go on like the Taz Twister, and that's it. And then the whole time would be walking around watching other people have fun. That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> like literally, up up, and this is going off on a major tangent. Every fucking birthday, I get shamed for some reason or another because it's either too close to my mom's birthday. Why aren't we selling my mom's birthday? Or it's this, or it's that, or somebody's not happy, or this is not. And so it's, yeah, I you're I don't celebrate my birthday as often as I probably want to or should because no one's ever happy on my birthday, which is why the past two years, or I mean 2021, or 2020. I mean, that was right? a wash for was everybody. 20, was it 2020 or 2020? 2021, I went to the beach by myself. Because there, I couldn't get anybody to do anything for my birthday anyway. And then last year, I had fucking COVID on my birthday that I couldn't even do anything. You went to for. a concert the week before. I went to a concert three days before, yeah, or yeah, yeah, about three or four days before. No, yeah, the week before. You're right. My birthday was a Wednesday last year, and we went to the concert on Thursday or something. But like, I didn't. I was I was feeling a hundred percent on my birthday. And I was good to go to hang out, to walk around. Like, I was not sick at all on my birthday day. And I tested positive for COVID. That does suck. And I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Like, I, I made sure to go get a test just in case. Even though I, it's, I had already gotten a negative test result 
I had made sure to go get tested just in case. And I got a positive test result, couldn't do anything. And yeah, so I always, I've always been shamed for having my birthday where it is and not celebrating other, the way other people want to celebrate. Which is why I'm like, fuck it all. I want to do what I want to do, and I have to throw my own birthday, because nobody throws me birthday. It's it's funny, just because you're like, I want to celebrate my birthday, but no one's ever available. I'm like, please don't even acknowledge my birthday. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, for me, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, I don't, I don't get celebrated. <laughs> yeah, like, the, mo- the most I'm cool with is, like, if so, like, 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 messages, like, like, a text message, a Facebook message, like, happy birthday, thanks, cool. But, like... I don't, I don't need gifts. I don't want to party. I don't like none of that. Like it was super, it was very, very kind. I'm just going to start with that. Super appreciated, like very, very thoughtful. But like a couple years ago, people like got me a gift that like not super close with. Um, and like it's just awkward to then like call and be like, Hey, thank you. I don't celebrate my birthday. <laughs> you don't have to do like I didn't say that obviously, but it's like you don't have to do this. I don't like it. Like, this is thoughtful, but please, just a card will totally suffice. It's all, yeah. It's all I need. Just se- send me a text message. Be like, hey, and, happy birthday. And you see, I'm, I'm not really, like, I don't, I don't care to get a gift. I just want to celebrate. That's really all. Like, I want to do something for my birthday. If, if, if you coming out to my birthday and spending a lot of money on dinner, like, the most I would want as gift-wise is for whatever I we do that night, it's not on me. It's on everyone else. And it's usually, like, whatever I want to do across ten people, it's free. for. It's basically an extra $2 for everyone who's going. Like, that's that's really the most I would, like, yeah, it's, it's not minimalist to, like, you, but it's like, look, if I'm doing something for my birthday, I just don't want to pay for shit. But I also don't like people, so, like, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like i i like some people i mean there are some people i like like i like my wife um every all the rest of you like fuck do you do you do you though like do you really like your wife yeah like do you though Cobb? like think about it do you really <laughs> i mean i i would not be here if i didn't <laughs> <laughs> um that's probably a show though yeah that's definitely a show uh, I'm, I plan on probably starting Trigon Stampede this week, but it's still ongoing. I don't know if it's going to be a one season thing or if it's going to be multiple seasons or what is happening, but probably talk about that at the end of the season. Yeah, I've actually, I've been, I've been waiting for it to finish or at least get closer to finishing. Cause I think it'll, it'll run for like the 24 ish episodes, I'm sure. And then if it gets another season, it gets another season, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of like waiting for it to get closer to being done. And then um, basically doing what you did and like rewatch the original and then watch the new one and just kind of compare. But Mm -hmm. I didn't want to like start like a weekly show and like get caught up and then have to like wait a bunch of weeks to finish it up. Yeah. Um, And like the dub's going to be behind the sub anyway. So. Yeah, true. I, um, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to say something, but I I lost it. Eh, it happens. Um, anyway, though, uh, that's going to do it this week. Like we said a minute ago. Uh, next week is going to be our next book club, which is going to be the Muppet movie from 1979. So that should be fun. Um, but other than that, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all, all the, all the places. 
uh, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps. You can also follow us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And then, Rich, what is your um, streaming stuff looking like? Uh, so come check me out, twitch.tv slash b underscore one. That's where I do game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Um, we are most likely, we're not even most likely, if we don't beat Tales of Arise on Thursday, the 24th, 23rd, we are definitely beating it on Sunday. Um, and we uh, are doing Apex April. Starting April 4th, I have to play Apex Legends uh, ranked until May 4th. Uh, the reasoning is they do a rank split, and so they take you down one rank during that rank split. So I don't want to reach, say I reach Bronze 3 and then go back down to Bronze 4 again. So we're just waiting till after the split. Um, so we'll be doing that in April. So all of next week is kind of up in the air doing some like Apex training with people who are better at the game than me. Uh, but come check me out. Uh... 7 o'clock-ish Eastern most of the time. Cool. And with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See yous.